This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Games. They make us feel things as we control them with what experts call controllers. But one question remains. Do they have news? More on that right now. Activision executive Johanna Ferries has been announced as Blizzard's new president after the Overwatch studio spent years battling interference from such executives. It probably wasn't the best move for morale, especially just four days after Microsoft's mass layoffs. But I don't make games. I just report on their news. Before this, Ferries was the general manager of the Call of Duty franchise. She actually joined Activision after nearly 12 years at the National Football League to head the Call of Duty esports division, making her the first Blizzard president with an esports background. Okay, it might be nice to have some experienced hands help resurrect Overwatch's competitive scene. Having said that, Ferry's appointment is a surprise, given how tense Blizzard's relationship has been with Activision executives for years, particularly with former CEO and current Goblin King, Bobby Kotick. He's been deposed. He's just a garden variety goblin at this point. <laughs> but Johanna seems to have addressed these differences in an email sent across the company, expressing that she is walking into this role with sensitivity to Blizzard's dynamics. But I don't know how committed she is to the job. While she claims to be a Diablo 4 fan, she says her number one job is raising her two sons. And that's, you gotta commit. All the best Diablo 4 players neglect their kids. How are they gonna be good at the game if you pay attention to them? Yeah. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League launched and was immediately killed itself by a massive bug. Yesterday, players who paid an extra $30 for the deluxe edition got to start their 72 hours of early access. Holding my That's thoughts. That's three whole days, baby. Uh, upon logging in, these gamers were told they had already completed the game. You don't remember? In a statement on Twitter, developer Rocksteady said they would need to perform maintenance on the game's servers. And since this is an online only live service game, that meant no one who paid for the game would be able to access it. Which is no problem because they already finished it. <laughs> Many gamers are getting tired of the game as a service model and Rocksteady knows that. Before their disastrous early access launch, the developer tried to downplay the game's live service elements during a Q&A on its official Discord. Game director Axel Ridby said he didn't want the game to feel like a commitment, so the game's battle passes can be completed at any time, and seasonal episodes consisting of new gear, missions, and bosses would be replayable. That all sounds great, so long as the game can remain playable for more than a few hours at a time, we'll see. Rocksteady did eventually fix the issue, but there's no word if the early access players will get refunded for the time they paid for, or Maybe they should be paid for their QA testing services. Basically what you're doing, stop buying those early access. Back to Activision now, who decided to give a rare and detailed glimpse into how their matchmaking system works in a blog post, delivering on a promise the company made last year. This is great news for Dave, the community manager that has to deal with all the complaints and conspiracy theories players have regarding COD's matchmaking. You all this paperwork and they all call me mean names. Dave loves that shit. Some players have gone so far as to suggest the game is using engagement-optimized matchmaking, where COD can detect when you're in danger of rage quitting 
and throw you an easy lobby next match to keep you playing. Only Activision knows how I feel. Nobody else gets me. While Activision vehemently denies the latter, they admit to using some SBMM, but they say that doing so actually leads to more proportional wins and losses for all players. Activision also detailed what metrics they use to determine a player's skill, disputing the popular belief that only your recent performance matters. But even if that wasn't the case, Activision claims skill isn't the dominant variable in matchmaking. That would be, no joke, connection speed. It just so happens that all the hardcore COD players have the best internet. Ping is king. They call me Wilson Fisk because I'm the king ping. <laughs> I did my best, Jacob. And now it's your turn. Okay, now it's time for Quick Mitts, brought to you by Game Power. They provide quality PC components and peripherals at reasonable prices. You're already breaking your back carrying your team, don't break the bank too. Their Kizaru headset features strong bass with its 53mm drivers, built-in vibration feedback, noise cancelling through the Game Power software, and of course, that sweet RGB. It'll sound great connected to your PCs, laptops, or even PS4s and 5s, thanks to its internal sound card. That's what allows it to bring up sound naturally in conversations. So check it out at the link below and use code 15LINKED to get 15% off your purchase. <gasps> Quick bits! Quick bits, come here! Where in the heck did they get off to? I, I swear I turn away from one second. Footage from a never released Xbox 360 era Call of Duty game has leaked online. That's not a sentence you say every day. The game called Future Warfare, but also known internally as NX1, was originally developed by Neversoft, the studio best known for Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk. Okay, the leaked footage shows a mission on a moon base. You're shredding guitar and also riding skateboard. <laughs> Fighting aliens. The crowd's going wild. Take off, alien scum! The gnarliest grinds. <laughs> Former Neversoft developer Brian Bright, who confirmed the authenticity of the footage, commented that the development team was experimenting with low gravity as a gameplay feature. Likewise, Neversoft had already done work on two to three campaign missions and a multiplayer mode before the game was canceled, forever depriving the world of a COD game where Captain Price performs a sick nose grind before getting blown into space in an uncontrolled decompression. Not before hitting that one solo. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad in space, no one can hear you shred. Persona 3 Reload is launching worldwide on Friday, February 2nd, and early reviews indicate that it's a remake loyal to the original, both for better and for worse. Early Persona titles all have the awkward position of standing in the shadow of their more popular, more accessible, younger sibling. But Persona 3 Reload doesn't even bring in updates from later versions of the original game. For example, it doesn't include the epilogue from the FES Extended Edition, or allow the player to choose the gender of their protagonist like Persona 3 Portable does. Atlas has, however, removed the enforced polyamory of the original, and the game will now allow the player to reach the end of his female classmates' various story routes without having to date all of them. It sounds exhausting. Just friends. You know, just in case your heart only belongs to Yukari. I don't know who that is. Ubisoft has confirmed that Star Wars Outlaws will feature a reputation system that affects your relationship with various crime syndicates throughout the galaxy. However, this will not affect the ending. Rather, it will influence your in-game experience. I don't know how to feel about that. A good reputation can give you access to lucrative opportunities, while a bad reputation with a syndicate will lead to them hunting you down. You know, I, I don't know, that just kind of sounds like a credit score with extra steps. In space. Take her alone in space. <laughs> and Swedish gaming company hoarder Embracer Group has laid off 97 employees at Eidos Montreal and 
canceled an unannounced Deus Ex game that had allegedly been in development for two years. But if you're disappointed that Adam Jensen's story won't finally get closure, you're in luck. It was never going to. Elias Tufexis, Jensen's voice actor, said the canceled game likely wasn't a Jensen story since he was never contacted in the two years the game was being worked on. Yeah, I guess he was never asked for this. <laughs> But we will ask you to come back on Thursday for more gaming news. Heck, you, we might do the entire episode in Jensen voice. Wouldn't that be fun? Sunglasses, long black coats, <laughs> punching people through walls. You'll never guess what Blizzard is doing now. <laughs>